Greetings all and welcome to Margin Call, the podcast and editorial meeting for Quest On Media. I'm your host, Russell Morse. <laughs> Today's episode is our pop culture extravaganza. We do this every once in a while. Uh, each of our guests has brought in a topic for discussion from our shared culture of entertainment, television, movies, comic books, music, memes, reboots. We're going to try and touch on uh, as much as we can. Let me just start off by welcoming today's guests, Kat, Kat Wilson. We all know Kat. If you've ever listened to the show, you know Kat. Kat's not even a guest anymore. Kat's just here. She's just part of the crew. Uh, welcome back. Always a pleasure to have you. Thank you. And Kat's, wow, that's what you took away from that? Kat's just here. Yes. It was supposed to be like a really warm embrace. It's like, Kat, you're not a guest. You're part of the crew. You're part of the family. Like, I mean, man, my words are really being twisted around here. <laughs> I trust that Kat knows what I meant. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I know. Wow. I was Thank you, Ewing. High five. Wow. This is going to be a long night. <laughs> oh, you betcha. You betcha. <laughs> okay. Let me continue introducing our guests. We're joined today by Marlon Wilford, who's been on the show before. Hey. Even- even though I wasn't hosting, it still counts as being here before. <laughs> canon. Still canon. <laughs> still canon. Uh, and we, look, we're already using the language of geek dictionary, so I think we're in the right place. Canon, right? Isn't that a word that we use when we talk about, well, I guess literature, but now that we're moving into popular culture, we got to help the canon mean something else. Uh, anyway, welcome back, Marlon. Pleasure to have you uh, and a pleasure to be on a show with you. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here. Here with all the, the full nerd cast, Russ and Cass. <laughs> full nerd cast. My God, the words I've been waiting to hear my whole life. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Marlon. And with us, as always, is our fearless leader, our producer, Eming Piancai, who keeps us all on task and sounding good. Welcome to you, Eming. Welcome to everyone. Welcome to our guests. Great to be here. Uh, I, everyone's brought their own discussion topic. I got a little bit of a teaser from people so that I could, you know, cut to different people at different times, but I have to start with Kat tonight because Kat's suggested topics were two of my favorite things of all time. They have nothing to do with each other or do they, but, uh, I know uh, from what I understand that Kat wants to talk tonight about the raid on area 51, which is like probably number one of my favorite things. And my other favorite thing, I bet you a million dollars you'd never guess this, Downton Abbey. <laughs> Those are the worlds never, that I inhabit, never, people. Never, ever would have guessed that. <laughs> I, I, like to, I like to keep I'm everybody so guessing. I would have thought about it. And that you it's a good show. Yeah, never would have thought about that. It's a good show. Warning, I have opinions. <laughs> you said but warning, I have opinions. You have opinions? Yeah, but would it be a geek tribunal if we weren't like, you know, nitpicking and splitting hairs over what's good and what's not? Whatever. Fine. Uh, But (laughs) that said, thank you for suggesting those two topics. Again, two of my favorite things in the world. We have to start with uh, the headline of the day, which is the raid on Area 51 that did happen, but also kind of didn't happen. Uh, And we're all very excited, disappointed. Someone on television did a Naruto run. Which is all we really wanted <laughs> they to see. They did it for the culture. Yeah. They really did, man. Like, I felt like it's happening. It's happening. This yes. is where it starts. And then 
the rest of it, they were just kind of like hanging out, you know, at the gates. <laughs> it was like, like it looked kind of like a high school like keg party a little bit, where there's like six people standing over there, ten people standing over there. Uh, I don't, I won't use the word disappointed. I'm happy that some people went. Shout out to everybody who went. Uh, I have a very sad connection to this because I really wanted to be there. Like, I, it was not a joke. I was not being ironic. When we did our show about aliens, I said I was going to go. I was fully committed to it. Uh, and as the date approached, life showed up. Who knows? Maybe the aliens, you know, got in my path to prevent me from going there because they knew that if I escaped, you know what I'm saying? Or it could have been the government. Maybe, maybe the government was interfering with my travel plans because they knew I was the chosen one. I was the Neo of this operation. So... I have a lot of theories about why I wasn't able to make it to Area 51. Maybe it had something to do with not having enough money or being really busy. More likely government slash aliens. So, Of course. With, sorry. I'm with, sorry. I'm sorry. Rewind this track. You think you're Neo in this equation? Well, why else would the government prevent me from going to Area 51? <laughs> right? I mean, if, I, if I'm the chosen one... Uh, then of course they would have to put obstacles in my path. You know, I went to the Oracle and, you know, she, she told me what well, I needed to You went to Eman, you're like, Eman, can I use our, our bank account to fund this trip? <laughs> you reported live. Listen, you say Eman, I say Oracle. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I went to the Oracle who happens to be named Eman in this realm. I didn't go. All I didn't go. All right. All it just fandoms. didn't work out. And, anyway. I, you know, I, it's still killing me because even though only a handful of people went, I would have wanted to be one of them. Uh, if only I could get my T-shirt that said I survived the raid on Area 51. Although I guess I could just buy that on the Internet and then tell everybody right. I went. Yeah, you know, They'll just we are it. we're in a post-truth era. I guess the, the real story is was there a poke stop at Area 51? Ooh, that's a, that's good, a question. good question. Ooh. Can someone find that out? Find that I out. feel like it would be hard to get fresh fish out into the middle of the desert. I mean, apparently this place, Rachel, Nevada, is just did, so desolate that there's like wait, actually nothing. Fish stop, Russell? No, pokey's. Oh, he said, yeah, he did say fish stop. No, no, fresh fish. Wait, he's like about the Pokemon app. Not Poke. Never mind. Never mind. Oh, it's fine. It's, fine. it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. When you go too it's far. Okay. When you go too that's, far. That's why I wanted to make sure you knew before you went somewhere that we were not at. Well, it stops the Pokemon the app. You just kind of spin it. Cat, Eric, what happened? So it said. This so says for the Poke Stops, there were empty. There are actually a few, and it said there's empty gyms out there. There's two empty yeah. gyms right outside the back gate of the base in the very small town of Rachel, Nevada. This town has been featured in movies such as Paul and Independence Day. So that movie has been used to be recorded right outside Area 51. But as far as Poke Stops, there's two empty gyms. But for our listeners who might think that a pokey stop is a fish restaurant, let me just clarify real quick. <laughs> he thought the pokey through. <laughs> There's oh, a restaurant called Pokey Stop. It's the first thing that popped into my mind. I didn't, you know, I'm just doing free association. I need to go yeah. there. That sounds delicious. Yes. Thank you for the correction, Eming, but I just, you know, I just wanted just to make to sure just that everybody knew. So it's a real restaurant. It's a real restaurant. Remember it later. I mean, real talk, okay, it's delicious. It's really good. 
It is. And it wouldn't be hard to get fresh fish out there in the desert. So I, I stand by my original assessment. Wow, so there are cookie star- stops out there. That's really cool. So we got to go. All right. So, Kat, I know that's a very long-winded introduction. It's one of the things I like most about myself, is giving long-winded introductions. That's a slithering thing of you. So slithering. So slithering. How else can I listen to myself talk if I don't talk? (laughs) Oh, man. I'm not going to answer that. Um, No, I'm glad the intro was very long because there's actually not a lot to say. I mean, the event happened. There are a lot of millennials there you know it kind of just turned out to be like a woodstock a a wood a woodstock type thing where it's just everyone's here we're just gonna make the best of it kind of thing so people are dressed up as aliens um people got together just did activities Um, yeah but like hundreds of thousands of people went to woodstock it was only yeah that's true but i mean this is you know i mean all the places were booked up you know, this happened on what a Friday? Never Santana did. was at Woodstock. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like Santana did not show up. <laughs> many Woodstock. It was, no, with no musicians. And like, in many ways, uh, it's, 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 it's emblematic. Don't come, our, don't come uh, here. Yeah, it's kind of emblematic of our generations. If we're going to talk about millennials and we're going to talk about baby boomers, right? Like Woodstock was this event that was like not really that hype. They didn't expect, they didn't know if it was going to work. They just kind of put the word out there and it all came together. And then there was a mass of humanity and it became this like cultural flashpoint that every person from that generation can point to, you know? And then we had the opposite thing where like somebody put something up on Facebook, millions of people said they were going to be there and then everybody flaked. Right. Which I think is like very, you know, it's like, if you want to talk about generational differences, it's just like, oh, I don't know. Like I got a lot of anxiety around here. If it's one, like I'm kind of, I'm just going to stay home and make memes. <laughs> You know, right. which, more fun than which the actual choice, event. regardless of what was going to happen, I was going to get my memes, and I did get my memes. I was really happy about that. So that was my highlight was the memes. But yeah. something crazy did happen. Um, the U.S. military did send out a tweet saying the last thing the millennials were going to see today, and that's what they wrote. And then they put a picture of like a, a bomber jet, and it was so controversial they had to delete the tweet. But I was just like. Um, Wait, the last I don't understand the last thing they're gonna see I don't understand what, is, what does that mean basically a bomb because they're gonna kill the millennials for being there but they deleted wow. the tweet it was really, <laughs> right it was really messed up what is that account <laughs> so trigger happy dude who was just Haha, you know one of those kind of guys I guess but that was that was what I saw and I was just like yikes but seen, I mean besides the two the few that were arrested I think there was like two to four um, people said you know they couldn't really get through so they just hung out outside all day got to be on the news got to run around it was just whatever and then they all went home I mean, were they like partying? Were they smoking weed out there? You know, I don't know. I'm gonna Definitely say yes because you're outside in the desert with thousand, with like a thousand people. What? what is it a thousand? Is it one thousand people? It seemed like it was a thousand people. It didn't. It wasn't too many. I've tried to read every piece of news that I can and get a hold of every photograph that I can, and it all just looks like really underattended. That's the word I would use because right. I don't need them to rush onto a military base and have like this horrible bloodbath. I, I wasn't looking for that. You know what I mean? Nobody wants that. I was but it would have been great if there was a mass of humanity, if there was a real move. You know, when we first talked about this on the show, I compared it to the Arab Spring and Occupy. You know, I was like, this could be our moment where we're, you know, holding our, gov- our government a- accountable. Uh, and then uh, it's it, 
feels like it's not our moment. Well, I mean, a lot of young people were going to go and, you know, young people don't have money. So they were just literally planning to either go run in or they were just going to plan to stay outside all day. Regardless, you know, not too much you can do with your time. Are you personally disappointed, Kat? No, I I mean, my expectations were low. So this kind of went up one expectation higher than I thought, which is fine (laughs) with me. Um, But the memes, the memes made it satisfying for me. We're all in it for the memes. And wasn't this event also sponsored by like a bunch of like yeah. companies, you know, like a t-shirt booth and like, like food. Bud Light. Yeah, I so well, they did that. As I understand, that was a separate event, right? Like Bud Light had their own like alien themed street party in a nearby like actual city, which was a thing that anybody could go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't require much. But like the real diehards were the people who were actually there at the gates as close as you right. could get, you know? <laughs> weird that the government like um they um announced that 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 video about the that ufo that that dude found was like legit right around the same time that and dude from that band yeah big ready too like he released a video of a uh, or someone released mm-hmm. a video of like the this ufo that that the u.s government caught up like right they fly over somewhere and it was like a bunch of them and it got released and right before this event <laughs> happened like literally like the a day little, before yeah. not yeah. even like before. they were like oh yeah that that, that was the a ufo so i kind of yeah. like they were like well yeah. this is one that we know exists please don't come inside though right <laughs> we told I y'all maybe it was like let's throw a uh-huh. bone you know what I'm saying? Like, let's just let's just take a picture of one of those random UFOs and release it. Do it. Maybe they'll think, you know, yeah. oh, well, we don't have to storm it now. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't give us the alien autopsy pics. You know what I'm saying? That would have been a little too much. But they were like, ah, here's a picture of something. We don't know what it is. Maybe it's aliens. Don't show up at our base. <laughs> right. But then they're like, we already booked our hotels and everything. So got to go. The memes were golden. The meat were golden. They had a game of thrones mixed with uh, aliens. How did they do that? The guy's like, he like stole like Mambo number one through four, and it's like, (laughs) this meme is dumb. The one, the one where they said the toothpaste that all 10 10 out of 10 dentists recommend, that had me weak. I didn't even think of something like that. Like, how? That's hilarious. I believe I saw someone running out of Area 51 holding a shopping cart where all four wheels worked. Oh. That was one of the ones that I saw. <laughs> That's where they're hiding all those shopping carts where all four wheels was in Area 51. That's what we would have gotten if we had stormed it. Man, there was something else. I can't remember. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I was look. Maybe you guys found it. I mean, I'm gonna talk about Takashi Six Nine a little bit later. Maybe if we have time. Other memes of the week. Oh, those memes were <laughs> fucking those fire, are though. So good. Those but I was looking so for the Takashi oh, Area Fifty One meme. I wanted those things to meet. You know I what I'm saying? One, Russell. Create. I need to be a meme world. maker. I'm not seeing about Area Fifty One that I think yeah. tied them together. It was like so. It was like him singing a chord when he goes. See, I heard of Area 51, right? And it's like, they got aliens. And it's just like people doing like an mm-hmm. outrun and like the next slide. <laughs> <laughs> connected it. It connected it. Okay, good. I knew it was out there. I just, you know, I didn't do enough homework, apparently. I need some, I need some new meme dealers. Because that's all, heck, cause cause that's all like I was looking for this on my wall all the time. Oh, yeah. I probably, I'm going to my Facebook right now and see. Oh, God, no, okay. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, you know, I I, I wasted my name. What? what? You know, this is my part time job is (laughs) saving memes and sharing it to everyone. It's (laughs) a really invaluable service. You know, we all need a meme dealer. That's cat. Precious, dankest memes. I really need that. Lately, I've been upping on my Twitter game and I've been. I'm not. I don't tweet. Twitter's Twitter. Are your Instagram? I tagged you three times, Eming. That's probably why. I already tagged you three times in some memes. <laughs> yeah, you. Oh, Can I get favorite. in on this? I'm not on. I'm not on. Sixty nine one because I am a big fan of animorphs. So when I saw this, oh, I God. died. <laughs> I died. Cat, can you describe that meme for our listeners, oh, please? Okay. Maybe we'll use so, it as the image for the show. But just for now, tell us what it looks like. So if if you guys, if you were younger, like elementary middle school there was a book series called animorphs which was about a, t- a group of teens that ha- that were granted powers by aliens hilariously mm-hmm. and they had the power to morph into any animal that they touched so in this specific book cover this was about one of the new members going bad so that's why they were like a mistake has been made you know his name is david so they took that one because you know he made a mistake and so this is one of the characters who actually is going to fight the bad guy in the book. But yeah. and she morphs into a rat, which is perfect. So they just put Takashi 69's face on her. Wow. into a rat. And I was like, whoever did this, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I mean, it's a valuable service because it reminds everybody. It's just like, just don't, you know, we, we learned this lesson in elementary school. Don't be a snitch, right? And then people forget, man. That's why That's why kids don't respect adults. The older you get... <laughs> The more likely you are to lapse back into snitching. You know what I mean? Stop. Um, It's like a snitch relapse. This was for Eming because we saw Spider-Man together. And so when I tagged her into this, she was gone. All right, so I see. All right, in the top one, what Spider-Man is, was he watching Takashi on the television? Okay, so the premise of this movie is that at the very end of the movie, someone reveals um, his his actual name that's uh, that's at the last scene of the movie and oh so right this is him revealing that um spider-man is peter parker so takashi did it that's a very takashi like move wow spider-man is part of the treyway bloods as well so <laughs> yes <laughs> on twitter on twitter he wears a lot of red he wears a lot of red man I don't know if you guys know the comedian Hannibal Hannibal Burris. He's yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. So okay, video yeah. looking at his hands and the and the title of the tweet was Am I too part of the blood tree? Whatever game? And he's like looking at like the music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I cried. I think I tagged me, but you probably didn't see it. It's okay. Hannibal Burris makes a <laughs> lot of meme appearances. He's great at me. And then like this one, because you know, if you saw uh recess. Randall was that was that snitch that snitch. So oh, they just right. so they put the Takashi hair and the six nine tattoo on Randall. See, oh, so good playground snitch right there. Like, Memes are the truth, man. man. It's croaky. They're using the volleyballs. Memes oh, are the here's truth. A video, here's a picture of the people at Area Fifty One. All that those those are the people. That looks like a lot of people. That looks like as many people went to the Trump inaugur- inauguration. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> that's the amount of people. And like the pictures, it, I mean, it was almost like a protest because people had signs, people dressed up like aliens. Um, oh, wait, my other favorite, my other favorite Takashi69 meme this, this week was the snitch from Harry Potter. Oh, that was my good. Favorite. Yeah. That so was yeah, the one you looked at like, you see the first the first panel just for our listeners who can't view this beautiful artistic meme. The first panel you see Harry way all up in his Quidditch gear, looking down in his hands, and then the very next frame he's looking <laughs> in his hands, and it's just though. a picture picture of Takashi, the snitch. <laughs> The picture though, that's it's what makes brilliant. it even better. It's brilliant. It's um, very well done. I mean, I guess we're all in these events for the memes. You know, you could say like, where would meme makers be without Trump? Maybe Trump's gift to humanity is just like I mean, really good a meme material. You know what I mean? Like, maybe that's maybe that's why he's here. You know, they say everything happens for a reason. Maybe yeah. it's like we had to go through this to get for the memes. You know what I mean? And plus, like, I feel like um, shaking her head now. Because like during a time usually and this isn't history has been a repeat during time of history when government has been sucky. That's when the best art comes out. So like since he's been in office, we've had like the best movies, the best music. People have been True. very vocal in their pieces and and, and, all stuff. and the meme has become like it has like formulated as this beautiful art where it's like you can anyone can do it, but you have to have a certain taste to do it and they yeah. get it. So I feel like, you know, everything's sucky right now. But you know, the yeah, arts I mean, memes, alive memes are the twenty first century art form. You know what I mean? And there were we could only get so many memes out of Barack Obama. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of a drought. It was a it was a presidential meme drought for that mm-hmm. guy. There were a couple good ones, but now it's just it's a uh, an embarrassment of riches. Really, <laughs> the amount of meme right. material we have. Right. Uh, Kat, I, I hesitate to do this because there is no easy way to segue from Takashi Six Nine memes and area 51 to downton abbey but i'm gonna do it anyway (laughs) because i am a downton abbey fan i'm not necessarily planning to see the film but i am excited about it well i don't know i'll give you my reasons about why i'm not that excited you need to listen man my fandom is you know i'm like a like a bandwagon fan of television you know what i'm saying like i watch a show for a minute and then when it's not good anymore i just walk away uh cat thank you for encouraging me to re-engage with downton abbey i'm intrigued you know maybe part of my issue with serialized television shows they just go on and on and on so maybe it's like this is a good way for me to go back in so i appreciate the summary and the enthusiastic endorsement um it sounds like you and i both like the same thing about those shows but anytime you want to come back and talk about downton abbey for you know the full hour or whatever yes just let me know (laughs) we might lose a lot of viewers because that's pretty niche but I'm ready to take the risk for you. Maybe I'll come on your show, which I know is going to be starting yes. soon. And you and I can I can be a guest on your show and I can talk about my frustrations with Downton Abbey. They are myriad, but I love it. Right, right. No, I- uh, like, a, like a loved one, like a family member. You know what I'm saying? You hate them, you love them. I it's complicated. Auntie Downton, yes. Yeah. <laughs> So since, uh, you know, I would say this Downton Abbey movie sounds a little bit like, and I use the word reboot. It's not a reboot, but it's like a reunion. You know, the cast went away. They kind of brought people back together. Merlin, I know you wanted to talk about reboots in general as a concept. There are a couple you wanted to touch on. Uh, Where are you in reboot world right now? 
Uh, reboots for me fall under two fun categories. Either they're a Disney reboot, a uh, cash grab, or they're just like a straight up um, nostalgia grab. Um, but I would love to talk about Saved by the yes. Bell first and foremost because it had the most interesting uh, circumstances surrounding its reboot. So the cast is back. Um, most of the people are in it like Slater. He's a dad now and he has some kids. Um, and I feel like every other cast member has a very distinct role in the new reboot, except for Zach Morris. And here's why. So they announced the reboot to say by the bell and announced like all the full, like who's we want. And it was announced that the person who's playing Zach Morris is actually governor Zach Morris of California. Um, and the whole point of this show is that Zach Morris somehow became a super conservative, like <laughs> governor. Close down all like lower uh, performing yes. schools, uh, all the schools of color, and bus all those kids into these rich schools, uh, which brings us back to the the beautiful high school. Mm, the topical. Topical. What's funny is the, the the person who plays Zach Morris was not told that the show was rebooting <laughs> or that he was in it because he's actually on uh, on the new show called Mixed Dish as the dad. Of one of the characters wow. on that show. Uh, so he was like, I find out this is happening via uh, Twitter. Um, so he's going to be an off-camera character who is somehow doing all these things, and he may have like a guest appearance like later down the line. But the fact that they didn't even include this man in like the, t- the table talks... Until, well, like, it makes sense. Like, I mean, he has become a problematic character because of all of the Zach Morris is trash videos. Oh my God, yeah. Well, I did not realize it when I was watching the show. I mean, at the time, I thought he was cool. I thought he was like a Ferris Bueller kind of guy. And my nickname for a lot of times through elementary and middle school was Zach Morris because my last name is Morris, not Morris, but enough, you know? And I was like kind of sleazy finger guns like <laughs> guy. You know what I mean? Like I was a little bit that kind of guy. I think I slicked my hair back, that kind of stuff, you know? Uh, that I got that nickname. And I was like, oh, so honored by it. Now, <laughs> as an adult, I look back on his behavior. I'm like, wow, that he was actually reprehensible, man. That he was a bad person. Mm-hmm. He was a selfish, manipulative, privileged, entitled. I mean, he was like everything. Like when we're talking about like, you know, uh, the president, we don't like to say his name on this show, but like that kind of person, a completely like a megalomaniac, self-absorbed. Uh, so I watched those videos. My opinion of Zach Morris changed forever. Maybe there's no room for a Zach Morris character in the 21st century except as a villain. I accept that. I accept that premise. Yes. Governor of California and being like the titular, like, hey, this politician's like really messed up and terrible. And it's like, it aligns with this bill. Right. I, think they, I, think, I feel like they got inspired by, you know, 45 because even though Zach Morris wasn't that extreme, he had very similar qualities. And, you know, he was the star. He was talking to the audience the whole time. Yeah. And so what what better way to have him come back as actually a, a member in power? Like, that's yeah. the, the parallel is so, it's so similar. And I admire If you're being that. realistic about where he would end up, that's it. Yeah, because you know he I mean? would. He would just keep on coasting to on his privilege, failing up his whole life. 
you know what I mean? Until he's in a position to oppress people mm-hmm. you know, on a statewide level. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. It may, I, I think it's a stroke of genius for whoever was writing this show. So, Marlon, I'm obviously in for the Saved by the Bell reboot. I was already in before you gave me the pitch. But now that I know that it's like evil Governor Morris shutting oh, yeah. down the schools in the hood, I, it's like <laughs> music to my ears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there's so many more reboots coming out. I feel like it's just that time of the year. It's just you got to send it out. You're going to that audience for nostalgia. Yeah. Um, if you were a fan of Disney back in the 90s, like I was, your homegirl Lizzie McGuire is back for a whole new reboot. She's an adult. She has an adult version of a little cartoon self kind of putzing around. Her buddy is his name Guillermo Guillermo Gerardo. Guillermo. Guillermo's coming back from I guess wherever <laughs> yes. he was being killed. Um if you ever were sick and at home um and you watched daytime TV and you like Supermarket Sweet, that's coming back too. Wow, wow. Supermarket Sweet. Supermarket like, Sweep was like once you got good at Prices Right, oh my god, you, you went up to Supermarket Sweep. That was my Sweep. show. I want. <laughs> I still want to be on that show. With Trader Joe's, I will win. I know everything in Trader Joe's. Honestly, yeah. Who knows? I know Sprouts too. I'll, yeah, it I'll, really depends on what store it is. My though. goal is to be on that yeah. show now. But if you I'm watch the show right enough, you get to know the story. You're yelling. It's like, aisle seven, ladies, aisle right. seven. No, you're exactly. going the wrong way. Yeah. So I, I watched some supermarket sweep in my day. Oh, I, I, remember. Mm-hmm. Gotta find all the good stuff. I feel like uh, it'd be fun to see what the millennials do on that show. Because I feel like us shopping in a supermarket doesn't tend to be great. So it's good to see they can memorize where I feel like there's going to be a millennial who just like goes on Fresh Direct on their phone and it's just like, it'll be faster <laughs> if I do it on Fresh Direct. <laughs> Sponsored by Fresh Direct. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then it'll just be like, who can like put stuff in their, you know, their app cart fastest. fastest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. That's good too. I'm just saying. And then if you like High School Musical, well, there's more coming your way. It's another High School Musical coming out. Wait, is Sam cast? Is it new cast? No, no. Right? Here's the here's the hook though. It's high school musical, but it's from oh, the yeah. perspective of high school students putting on an actual high school play. No, <laughs> but like in the same school, school, same school though. They did it in, but like framed what? as like the new like the kids oh, who are currently going to that school now, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So they went to school with them before, like they were freshmen. No, no, They're no, gone, no, no, and now no, no. it's, it's their like, turn. It's like it's 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 based as the school that filmed High School Musical. The real school is right. now putting on their own version of High School Musical, but it's fictional. What? So it's like this weird. I don't know. How's that fictional? It's this so sounds like a documentary. Meta in that respect, but yeah. It's, it's a high meta. school musical and a high school musical about a high school musical. My mind is blown. We're, all, we're living in the Matrix. <laughs> so look out for that. It'll probably be on Disney Plus because Disney Plus is bringing back everything. Gargles. Yeah. That's I don't know. Out of everything, once I heard that, I was like, I'm sold because that's the cartoon I miss so mm. much because I need to watch it because I feel like it's gonna hit everything in my soul right now because I'm older and angrier. You so angrier? I'm so excited for that show. No way. Well, you must have been an absolute moonbeam when you were a child because I you was. don't really seem very angry at all. Like, if you're angrier than when you were a child, you must have just I'm been I'm angry like... all the time. I just hide <laughs> it with cold. passion. That's all. But this is why I'm always say, yelling. I'm angry all the time. I'm angry right now, actually. I'm, I'm angry. Look, I know. <laughs> also, I'm, I'm, really mad. I'm really mad about that craft reboot. I don't want to. 
at all. I heard about that too. The original was awesome on its own. Because you you so strongly identified with the original that you feel like I've always loved that. You know Russell setting you up. I don't give a shit. I love that movie. It's a good movie. Bro, I told I called you at the top. At the top of the show, I called you goth and metal, and you were like, what are you talking about? And now at the end of the show, you're like, The Craft was one of the best American films of the last hundred years. I'm just saying it was a good movie, and rebooting it just seems stupid. Like, how you get, I don't know. You gotta be a little bit, you gotta be a little goth. No, what's really stupid is them rebooting The Office and Battlestar Galactica. I'm like, why? It's like, they're just kind of like, it's a different subsection of the universe. And Punky Punky Booster? I didn't know about that. That one I'm into. That one I'm here for. Let's go, Punky. Let's go, Punky Brewster. I'm in. I don't know. Because they're also redoing, like, films that people like. They're redoing Dune as a reboot. Um, They're bringing Halloween. This will be good. Halloween's going to get another version of it done. Uh, I mean, it's hard to keep track. Oh, Bill and Ted, Ted are coming back? Okay, I'm down for that. that. I'm, I'm down for that. that. The Matrix um, number four. This is true. Matrix. Yeah, I was kind of confused. I, I have like, some pretty, I, I have very low expectations because be two, two and three were so bad. But the visual effects are going to be amazing. You know, watch I mean, I guess, man, vi- good visual effects. You're just painting over dirt at that point. I mean, you they, know what I mean? Did they do that, that other movie Twitter wrong. setting? That was a horrible sci-fi movie. I pieced out on the Wachowskis basically after the second Matrix. Like, I, I don't think I saw another Wachowski movie after that. You never saw Speed Racer? No. Why would you see that movie? <laughs> oh, first because, of all, because Kat loves it. <laughs> you want to have a That's seizure? a damn good movie. That's a damn good movie. Speed Racer is one of the greatest movies of all time. If you did not see it, you didn't see it. It was a really good movie. Wait, were you already a fan of Speed Racer, the yes. cartoon show? Okay. But this so, was like I came in with that movie so with low expectations, and I really liked it. Oh God, the no. acting was really good. I don't care about special effects. I had it a, I had a was like quality a TV anyway. Oregon episode where all the lights and colors were flashing at you, and it's like this is too much for me to watch. <laughs> too much it was, but that's how I felt about Detective Pikachu. Like it was too much, but I liked Ryan Reynolds and the dude. Like that was one thing I like about the movie so it was passable the thing I'm like Speed Racer there's a lot of great actors and a lot of great interaction that worked for me and that was it I think you're a very accommodating and forgiving fan Kat that's what I think I think that you are much kinder than the rest of us here no I'm very critical (laughs) well yeah you're critical but you're like I'm willing to give it a shot like I'll go see it Racer so I'm gonna I'll focus on the positive I will not stop talking yeah see you're an optimist you know what I'm saying that was wow. a horrible movie. Talking about reboots. Number one, reboots. That's reboot a very metal thing to say, by the way. Oh, man. Oh, man. right. She's great for the brooding more. Where's her trench coat? She didn't have a trench coat at all. <laughs> she might. I, I believe it. Oh, in the rain my long gosh. enough. There's a, there's a meme on Twitter of... Uh, Titus, you know Titus from the Kimmy Schmidt TV show? Uh, There's him screaming, going, ah, in the wind. And someone wrote, the chick that plays Storm in Dark Venus, that was what she was going through when she made two ice cubes. 
I was dead. Damn. <laughs> I have to show you this tweet. Damn. It's exactly what I'm talking about. So I ended the video going, because ah, that's exactly what she's doing. She was just like, ah, ah, and then she made two ice cubes. And that I was like, this is the worst, worst sword ever. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll tag you right now. All right. I, I would like to think of tonight's episode <laughs> as a prequel mm. for Cat's new podcast i just want to give a shout out and a plug to our listeners if you like what you heard tonight you're gonna love cat's new podcast featuring the geek force i might even show up as a guest if i if anyone's nice enough to invite me uh, but it is going to be pop culture geek fest all of what you loved and you heard tonight uh moderated by one of our favorite people cat so i i think we're trying to start off it's october right early october the goal is 10 10 over 10 10 is the date that i want to drop because that's such a nice sounding put it in your calendar folks 10 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 yeah. Right. See, See, I start off that high. Like that's you start that's, off that high. You set right. a high bar, and you just keep out doing yourself. So <laughs> I want to thank the many geek force that we had here tonight: Eming, Marlon, Cat, myself. Uh, I know I missed a Pokemon reference, but I hope that doesn't mean that I <laughs> that I lose my geek. Rant. You know, I have a lot of blind spots. Eming will tell you I, I know <laughs> a lot of stuff spots. about some stuff, and then other things I got blind spots. All right, but yeah, I'm here for the conversation. Spot. I'm an enthusiastic and willing participant, uh, and I can't wait to hear your new show, Cat. I think it's going to be a blast. Oh, as yeah. long as you sprinkle in some Down Abbey in there, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I got, yeah, I got you on that. Yeah. What other show can transition uh, from, you know, Pokemon to? to down Abbey, you know what I mean? Like from anime, defending Speed Racer to a thorough review of the new down Abbey film. Kat, you have a unique uh, skill set. You have a very I unique do. skill set. That's just, that's, I grew up watching a lot of stuff. I went to school for six years, studied <laughs> about TV and movies. So I was like, hey, so I'm pretty qualified. You got a resume. You really do have a resume. It. Why yeah. not? So uh, everybody check out her new podcast when it comes out. It's really literally just weeks away now. Uh, I want to thank all of you for being here. Marlon, I'm so glad I got to meet you and do a show with you. I hope we get to do lots more. Kat, always a pleasure. You're not just here. You're part of this now. (laughs) You're in this family. (laughs) And I want to make an important distinction between saying you're just here and saying you are one of us. You are of our family, and we're very happy to have you. I like Kat. What can I say? If you have an opportunity to say something nice about somebody, you should just say it, you know? And my earlier compliment was misinterpreted, so I wanted to revisit it. (laughs) 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 All right, email. Thanks, thanks as always, for sticking with us, making sure everything works. Thanks to all of our listeners. Until next time, Quest On, everybody. This episode of Quest On Media's Margin Call was produced in Richmond, California.